And now, Wolf Bites Open Mic. The Bass Jackers. I just came home, actually, from tour. Hey, guys, this is Phoenix Paul. Hey, what's up? This is Sean Frank. Wolf Bites DJs and your favorite artists. Sophie Francis. Sophie, thanks for joining us today. Hi, it's super nice to join you guys. What's up, guys? This is Ahmed Van Buren. Now, Open Mic. Welcome to another edition of the Open Mic Podcast here on Wolf Bites Radio. DJ Chris and Austin sharing with you joined by Sophie Tucker. Sophie with us now. Tucker uh, had some obligations to get to, but he'll be with us here in just a few minutes. So, Austin, take it away. Uh, hey, everyone. You're listening to the latest edition of Open Mic Podcast. I'm Austin Schrun here with... DJ Chris. And uh, just starting this off, Sophie, right now, uh, if you'd be an any animal, what would you be and why? Well, I can answer very easily for Tucker because he is definitely a giraffe. He is six foot seven and looks like a giraffe and is very friendly <laughs> most of the time. Um, I tend to change my animal choices depending on my mood. I totally can be a sloth because I'm really slow. <laughs> and it's true. But also, I can be a cat, like a large, ferocious cat, or like a house cat who just like is independent okay. <laughs> and, and pensive. <laughs> um, I can also be one of those dogs that thinks that they're like a small dog, but really they're a big dog. You know, like, like oh, yeah. taking up space and then not really realizing that they're like a really big dog. <laughs> so, like, are you like a are you like a dog person or a cat person? If you had to say. Um, I, I mean, I really love huge dogs, like dogs that are almost like horses. So, so like a, a Great Dane kind of dog. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm also like, I have like eyes, kind of like a husky. So I, I don't know. I, I love all dogs, really. Okay. Uh, and and just one other. I love all animals. It's <laughs> <here>. <laughs> uh, and one other question, just kind of off the wall for you here, just to get to get a feel for you uh, as a person. What would your superpower be if you had a superpower? What would it be? Oh gosh, I feel like I'd love one of those superpowers where you can just like put your put your hand over somebody and like heal them instantly. Oh, okay. like, that's a good one. Be gone, yeah. mental illness. <laughs> be gone, injury. You know, just, so not just, just like, like that. not just like physical pain, but more like mental pain and like maybe even emotional pain too. Oh, a hundred percent. Yes, if I could do that, it would make my life a lot easier. I tend to like hurt a lot when I when my loved ones hurt or like when I see anybody hurt. Like it just hurts me so. Much. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh, you know, a very empathetic person. That's a good. Yeah, thing. so like to to a point where like if I watch a movie and in the movie like someone cries like i will instantly cry or if somebody <laughs> like if somebody gets stabbed like i'll i'll just like feel it you know it's just I'm, it's almost too much okay but a lot more when it's an animal too <laughs> yeah, so those so those spca commercials those those dog commercials where they're looking to get you to adopt a dog those really get you oof yeah do- i mean <laughs> so i usually dog- turn away from those 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 are those so hurt. hard yes it's so hard so so tucker's available now do you want me to call him in right now oh yeah absolutely Is that all right? okay cool i'm gonna dial him in tucker. hi hey. hey hey what's up tucker Hey, this hey, is Chris, Chris and Austin here with Wolf Bites Radio. We just got done asking Sophie. Uh, she said you wanted to be a giraffe. Is uh, is that true? If you could be any animal? Yeah, no doubt. Giraffe said the shit. And, um, I love giraffes. And I, think, I know a few people that like giraffes, but what about giraffes gets you uh, 
Like, what about giraffes? Why not, like, just any other animal? Is there height? Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, I just relate to the giraffe. I think I have a long-ass neck, and uh, I'm really tall. And they're also, like, you know, they're, like, gentle giants. You know, okay. I think, I guess... I guess I'm not always a gentle giant, but oftentimes <laughs> I think I am. That's pretty much exactly what I said. I said that's that's really interesting to hear hear Sophie describe you and then have you describe yourself almost the same way. That's that's, that's good chemistry. Yeah, I mean we spend way too much time together. Uh, and, and speaking of spending time together, how did you guys start out together? I know you both met, I said, at Brown. Uh, how did that all get started? So, do you want to take it or do you want me to take it? <laughs> um, okay, so we met, okay. We, we basically okay. did an art gallery, and I was um, playing in a jazz trio, like an acoustic jazz trio, singing Bossa Nova Portuguese music. Okay. And not, I mean, it was a pretty small gig. Not many people were there, but one of the people that came was Tucker, and he came early because he was DJing that same night. And so he actually saw me play, and he asked me if he could remix one of my songs, like, on the spot. Oh, wow. Oh. And... And he did, and it was really fun. I think he said something like it was beautiful but boring. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so he made it more fun instantly. And then we just started working together and kind of haven't stopped ever since. Uh, so so you guys started – is that where it all started? Like Tucker is – like to get your side, is that where it all started? Or did you guys just start hanging out a lot more and then you just like got that idea like this could be something that we could take off with? Yeah, I mean that that's definitely where it all started. I I knew the musicians she was playing with from some some classes I was in, some music classes. And so I literally because I was starting to DJ right when she was finishing and I'd never seen her and I'd also never heard like Bossa Nova music in Portuguese before. So I was sort of like, what is this? And I was super into a lot of like European house music that had like French talking and like all different languages. And I never really knew what they were saying anyway, so I didn't really care. And and I was just like, this sounds beautiful. So I uh, went up and I, when sort of when she was done with her set, I told the other two artists who I was kind of friends with, or musicians, I was like, hey, just like keep jamming on this song. And I dropped in like an intro to a, I don't like any, I don't know what it was, any house track. But it was just drums. And I tried to like beat match it with how slow they were playing, which was probably like 60 BPM or something. <laughs> and then I slowly, I just like slowly started like you know speeding up the beat and i was just like follow follow me follow me and they just kind of played faster and faster as i sped up the beat and eventually the song was like more fun <laughs> okay so is that kind of the, the process uh every time for you when you're you're making a song or is that just kind of the the way you go about a remix tucker um that was just that was just our our meet our way to meet I think I think it totally depends sometimes on a remix I'll have to slow down a vocal and then double time it with the beat so that it like works so I think remixing is always different depending on how the song the original song is or what BPM or what the vibe is or but but I think how how we work you know, as a group, is uh, 
is just like completely collaborative. Like, I think we've learned so much from each other. Like, she didn't know anything about dance music at that moment, and I didn't know anything about. And I guess I still don't know that much about jazz and both know music, well, but she knows a lot about dance music now. <laughs> that's where you guys are at now. Like, just mostly dance music and all that. Yeah. Do you, do you both have like um. I don't know, any inspirations, like any people you were like, this is where we want to get to this stage of like stardom and like maybe this type of music or whatever? Like, how did that go, Sophie? Any inspirations? I don't think we ever really thought about stardom as a goal. I mean, I think Tucker and I love to make music and we love to work hard and we love to, you know, be able to wake up every day and make music and then from there we then learned that we also love performing but we didn't know that at first um so i think for us it was like let's try to make something that we've never heard before that we love that you know we want to hear and that we wish was out in the world and i think that that was kind of the driving force Okay. More than anything. So, which which do you enjoy more? I know you mentioned you've enjoyed making music and performing, and obviously there are some artists who enjoy one side more than the other. And I will we'll start with you, Tucker. Which one do you enjoy more, and why? Uh, I don't enjoy either one more. Actually, I think I really love them both. I think when I really fell in love with music, it was. Uh, I fell in love with, I got really obsessed with making it, but I also fell in love with like DJing parties. So it's always kind of been something I've really loved to do. And then when we started the group, we had never performed before, like as a group or as Sophie Tucker. And I think I, we didn't realize how much we loved performing. And I think at first we didn't even love it that much. But once we realized, you know, how to do it in a way that, was fun for us and hopefully fun for everyone else I think it really became one of our favorite things and I think it's become a big part of the identity of our group because uh, because it's I think I don't know what I'm trying to say I guess I just think it's become like when we started we didn't know who we were and I think we've been able to really find out who we are and what we're about from our live show. Like, we didn't know we were going to be about community. We didn't know we were going to be about joy and, like, excitement. And those things all sort of stemmed from our vibe on stage and, like, interacting with the crowd and making the crowd part of the show as well. Some bands sort of just, some of my favorite bands even, they, you know, play an amazing show, but it has, you know, they could play it to no one. And it would be awesome. And I think for us, like, yeah, we'll, we'll always, you know, we'll play to one person if one person's at the show. But I think a big part of the sh- of our show is the interaction with the crowd and the energy overall, not just us, you know? So is that, like, the thing that separates between you guys from other artists, just your interaction with the crowd and trying to include them? I think I'm that's part of it. It's definitely important to us, for sure. I mean, I think other other I mean, artists definitely try to do that too, and and in just in different ways. Uh, so what what yeah, are the ways? Artists are amazing at it. And so I guess for Sophie, a question for you: How do you try to interact with the 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 fans in the audience when you're out performing? 
Gosh, a lot. I mean, I really, <laughs> I really am one of those people who like um, gets high off of you know deep interactions. <laughs> so I I try to make it as meaningful as I can, even though we're not you know talking. So like I'll I'll choose people in the crowd and I'll look them in the eyes and I'll just like really zone into them and I, and and like have a have a moment with them and um and then I'll like you know choose a ton of different people in the crowd and like do that kind of one to one thing and then I think the other thing I sometimes do like um loving kindness meditation I don't even know if Tucker knows this but you know I'll go out and I'll like like wish everybody peace and happiness and joy and I I really I think everything that we do is really going out of our way to like get everyone on the same vibe and on the same wavelength and also have people leave feeling you know happier hopefully and more free hopefully and just looser and and kind of in their bodies mm -hmm. so I think everything we can do to, to make people feel that way, um, whether it's like eye contact or meditation or just humping. Just all, <laughs> all about the good vibes, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, you know, we, we, we touch on a lot of little, little tricks to do that. So, like, I know last year you guys were uh, on tour, right? And um, I know, Sophie, you, you hurt your foot while you were, I think, dancing on stage? And that is that what like started the because I know you guys were at your studio for a few months and that's what started the Dancing on the People EP. Um, it's kind of what finished it. Yeah, I I broke my foot in April and then we actually had like two months, which is the longest period of time we've ever had not on the road for like a month and a half. And we got to finish a lot of the songs that we had started, but just hadn't had the time to really wrap it up. So like we finished Purple Hat, for instance. Um. So I'm really, really glad it broke my foot because I just feel like, you know, it gave us the opportunity to really take the time to finish things in the in the way that we wanted to. Um, and yeah, I mean, we were also we had a chance to like reflect on everything and reflect on our experiences of touring and like where we were at, and it, it ended up being like a really profound experience for us. So, so going off of Purple Hat, I mean, I, I was watching the music video for it. I, honestly, I think Purple Hat's my favorite one off the Dancing of the People EP. But um, when I was watching the music video, uh, guess for, for Tucker, what made you guys go with the the jungle theme, the animal print, and all that? We've actually we've we've sort of done that from the beginning. I think when we first made our first song called Drinky, we uh, we had this song and we felt like it was special and we had you know a couple other songs and we realized oh being a you know making music isn't just music <laughs> which now it's like a gazillion things but back then we were like oh damn we thought it was just making songs we have to like figure out 
a visual identity for this. And that wasn't, you know, that wasn't like what our expertise was. I mean, at the time, that wasn't even what we were thinking about. So we had to think about, okay, what what do we want to represent this visually? And the one thing we really both wanted is when you put headphones on or listen to Drinky or any of our songs, it transports you to a different place. And the place that we want to be transported was always sort of this, like, lush jungle, tropical world that's sort of both me and Sophie's happy place. Com Deus me deito, com Deus me levanto Comigo eu calo, comigo eu canto Eu bato em um papo, eu bato em um ponto Eu tomo um drink e eu fico tonto Com Deus me deito, com Deus me levanto Comigo eu calo, comigo eu canto Eu bato em um papo, eu bato em um ponto Eu tomo um drink e eu uh, for me, I only knew it as like Florida because I never really left the country. But um, for Sophie, it definitely represents like Brazil, where she lived, and it was sort of her whole goal to, you know, go back there and live there more and constantly speak the language and stuff. So it was sort of a natural, you know, a natural thing for us to make our visual identity that sort of, you know, jungle tropical vibe, just because it's what we agreed on is our happy place really okay going off of visual i know that when you guys released i think three weeks ago you released the music video for ringless and it didn't actually include you guys it included um taylor and amanda and um just yeah. what was the meaning behind first of all i guess the video and the songs like the video is more like a space agey type of thing like what's the meaning behind that yeah, so this song was sort of like the moody, vibey song on the EP that uh, we were um, hanging with some friends, Amanda and Taylor and Zoe and everyone who made that. Uh, and they are in fashion, and the, the videographer is a fashion photographer and a fashion filmmaker, and uh, Amanda's a, a model. And... Uh, they had made he, we were basically watching a video this incredible fashion film he had made of, of another model and the song came on in the background I think and we were like and then we put the his film on mute and played uh, ringlets and it was this was before it came out or anything and it just was such an, a beautiful experience and it like created the vibe exactly of the song visually and it was a little bit of a departure because we're always in our music videos normally but because this song wasn't like a major single and it was more of a just like a, a passion we are passionate about the song we love it and it's like it feels like an art piece and it felt like letting you know an artist or a couple artists who we trust run with this idea to make a visual for it you know already knowing what he's made before and how perfectly it fits that song was just like a fun thing to do so we just we just did it
Well, speaking of things that have been a little bit different for you, I'm, su- I'm sure uh, writing a song for Birds of Prey, the movie, was a bit of a different experience from what you have done in the past. So wh- how did that kind of start out? How were you approached about writing Feeling Good for the, uh, for the movie? And how did that get all get started? I, I guess I'll ask that for Sophie. Yeah, so actually we wrote the song about a year ago. And we never really knew what to do with it. Like, it was kind of one of those songs that we wrote, and then we we just thought about, you know, where we were going in our direction, and it didn't quite fit in, like, into the, the body of work that we were creating. And so we just, we gave it to our sync teams, and it ended up getting placed in the um, Dead to Me trailer, like, probably six months ago or something. And immediately we were getting it's on the It's a Netflix play. show. Okay. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, all these people were like, what is this song? What is this song? Like, can you release the song? We were like, oh, no, I guess we have to release the song. And then we heard, you know, the, the Netflix, um, or not Netflix, sorry, the Dead to Me uh, folks reached out and said that they, they wanted no. to use the song for the screen. Birds of Prey. Oh, my God. I can't believe it. <laughs> uh, Birds of Prey. Sorry. And, yeah, it, it, it's basically the perfect way that we were able to release the song kind of independently of the body of work that we were creating. But also, you know, we're excited about the song and it fits really perfectly in the movie. So we're honored to be a part of that soundtrack. All right, so the, the movie came out last week, and I know you guys, you, you put that in the soundtrack, you let them use it. Have you guys actually seen the movie yet, though? <laughs> no. <laughs> I haven't. Have you no. Have you yet, Tucker? Not yet? No. I actually <laughs> have wanted to. I know. I've I wanted to. We, we, when it came, since it came out, we were actually touring uh, pretty much nonstop since it came out, and then... We just got back uh, two days ago, so we should we should go see it. Yeah, we've been talking about it. All right, so I know later later I think in March, right? You go, you guys are going to be at Ultra Music Festival. That's your first time, right? Yeah. Yeah. So excited. So what are, with it being the first time for you, I guess I'll start with you, Tucker. What kind of are the, are the expectations going into that in terms of just the, the experience for you and, and what you expect to kind of learn from, from that experience? Well, because you use the word expectation, I have a, I have a, a saying that I try to always expect nothing because it's a good one. I... Uh, Especially with those sort of things, because the biggest, you know, the biggest name things always have the biggest buildup, and then I have the biggest expectations, and then it's kind of a letdown, like New Year's usually is, you know? Like, I don't want to go in thinking, oh my God, Ultra, this is going to be the greatest day of my life, and then I'm going to be sad at the end of the day. (laughs) So, personally, I like to expect nothing and then go in and try to just, you know... Get, bring all the energy and take everything myself, you know, rather than expect it's going to be great and hand it to us. But what I do, what I'm really excited for about Ultra is we haven't done that much stuff in the world of sort of like dance music festivals. Like we've done a lot of more alternative stuff like the ACLs and the Coachellas and the, you know, like those sort of things. And we've, we've always sort of been on this, 
interesting borderline of like alternative and dance and like we don't really fit into a genre so to be sort of you know this will be one of the first times we're really like introduced to this large group of people honestly who mostly stick to dance music or edm edm or type dance music so i'm really excited to to go in and try to like you know establish ourselves in the dance world more and uh, what about you sophie yeah, I'm really excited. Honestly, Tucker's been talking about Ultra since we started the band, <laughs> and it's not something that I know as much about, but I'm really excited to experience it. And we're, we're you know, we're coming with, like, a slightly adapted show to, to make it fit in more in that space. Like, we'll do more remixes, and it'll be a little more dance-heavy. So, yeah, we're, we've been preparing for it for a while, and we're really excited. So, Ultra Music Festival, big thing coming out this year. Is there anything else coming out this year? Can we expect some, maybe some new music? Like, what's going on there? Yeah, we've got yeah. a lot of new music coming. We're working right now in the studio, and we've got a ton of music. We're just kind of wrapping up at the moment and figuring out what, you know, I don't think we can reveal too much at the moment, <laughs> but it's, it's coming, and this year is going to be a lot of new music, so... It, we're unfolding a whole new wof Sophie Tucker uh, and so obviously a lot of studio work uh, what about the the plan for for getting back out uh, tour wise uh, outside of outside of ultra would we potentially see you down in our neck of the woods in North Carolina yeah we're coming, I'm trying to think when is the closest what's the closest date so we're we're traveling all of April and May April will be in North America. Um, and May will be in like Eastern Europe and Turkey. I don't think uh, we're that close to North Carolina, unfortunately. <laughs> but if you're if you're gonna be in if you're gonna be in Russia, <laughs> I'll I'll book the flight. I'll book the flight. <laughs> All righty. Uh, thanks again for making time to be on here with us. It was uh, it was a great experience, honestly. I, I really like being a part of this. Yeah, a lot, a lot of fun to talk to you, to you all and learn ab- about uh, the process of making the music. That's always always my favorite part. Cool. Thank you for having us. It was a pleasure for us. Sorry I had to jump on a little late. Oh, no problem. No problem. This is Austin Sharon alongside with DJ Chris, and this was Open Mic Podcast with Sophie Tucker.